Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more about the show, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is steps to outcome-driven security. What do I mean by that? So if you look at security investment that any organization is looking to make or is making, they want to achieve certain results. And of course, some ROI, a positive ROI, like it would do from any other business function. But typically, that is not how we run security. And if you really wanted to go ahead and make it like a business function where you're looking for clear ROI, you definitely have to have a way by which you totally understand what is it that it is supposed to be delivering to the business, what are the benefits and the risks and the cost, and do you do your math to eventually show that positive result. But do we have such metrics, such explicit way of calculating what is the investment in security, how you to evaluate what is the current way you're running security, the performance metric. And if you have to do the required adjustments, do you have the numbers, the calibration approach to do so? If you if you had to go that route, what would it take for us to deliver an outcome-driven security? That's what we are here to discuss. And I have with me Bharat Soni. He's the Chief Information Security Officer with Guarantee Trust Bank. Hey, Bharat, how are you? Hi, Sanjay. I'm fine. How are you doing? Very good, sir. Thank you so much for joining. So let's jump in. And so we know that business and technology landscape is changing quite a bit. If you were to assess based on what you've seen happening in your organization and many of your other uh, industries and or other peers that you know of, which areas within uh, a business is becoming easy for you to measure how security is performing? And where is security or handling or managing security for for business is becoming easier and where are they becoming complex? What's the lay of the land right now? Okay, so uh, I will start with like uh, uh, really appreciate that this is the right time to raise these kind of questions and to have everybody having the thought process around this because the topic is very apt for the times what we are into now. The business, what we have seen, like I will not say that uh, the rapid changes uh, in terms of business, what we have seen for the last two years, are like, you know, uh, have taken the businesses to rethink into their strategies, the way they are functioning, uh, to just uh, 10 years ahead of the time frame. This pandemic, when we always hear that pandemic is driving the, uh, what you call, the technology uh, towards the organization, the digitization has been driven by the pandemic. It's, it's very apt because... Ultimately, the businesses have to adopt to the new changes. Now, when we talk about security and uh, things, technology is changing every day. Same way with the change in technology, the security and the thought process around security is also changing. 
let me let me try to uh, further explain this thing when we see how we were communicating communicating earlier and how we were sharing the information earlier like three years back four years back and let's see where we are now typically we have seen how mobile applications are been adopted the, the rate they are been adopted every business you take they are going through mobile app uh, way the way the information is been shared everyone is on social media all channels business are tapping the journey of digitization like anything the faster it has uh, been adopted the, the the more the opportunities will be there enabling of remote working the way it's been changing use of uh, artificial intelligence and uh, cloud computing uh, cloud computing collaboration and you know cross functional uh, uh, cross functional uh, integration and things like that so these are the ways in this business have changed the way they are working on this thing but with every uh, you know uh, time frame you also see opportunities how with this kind of investment business businesses are looking into they have increased uh, productivity they have decreased downtime because of the infrastructure investment they are making but when you ask that what has been easy these are the easy part that every opportunity is coming then Uh, apart from the opportunities you will see complexities are increasing there is uh, when we talk about security there is no guarantee in security it's uh, you know complex environment which is rapidly changing every day now let me give you an example earlier we used to have internet banking with the adoption of mobile banking are we doing a seamless and omnipresent uh, kind of uh, a uh, customer experience which you know pull the customer to the new digitized uh, world to the mobiles everyone has a smartphone now how we are going to pull the customer to a smartphone when they have more features on uh, internet banking platform so on top of it when we say customer experience now see the challenge over here is expectation to meet business requirement along with keeping security in place or you are embedding security in new channels without complicating things username password then we move to you know token then we move to otp then we move to uh, another level of security so are we creating complexity around adoption that is first question we need to ask and how we are going to reduce it by ways and means which can be more innovative then are we accepting all new challenges because this is a world of uh, first entrant uh, kind of thing the one who enter into a specific line of business or segment at the first uh, instance itself is uh, leading the way digitization mobile adoption and alternate channels how we are doing it i can give an example that uh, in here uh, in our bank we were the first one to uh introduce biometric atms so now you see once you have the biometric atms some some of the competitors are still you know getting into that mode while we have moved ahead from biometric uh, uh, atm withdrawals and transactions within the bank to any other bank now we have moved a step ahead while others are still struggling to get into the setup so who is accepting the new challenges and obviously in all these things in place are we reducing the cost that's where the you know business uh, will look into it from a security perspective 
they will say okay let's talk about uh, zero trust framework access control for staff internal external how we are going to look into things then new new regulations are coming like gdpr here in nigeria we have same line as in ndpr there are some uh, other bills are on table for privacy related issues so things are getting more complex and due the third party risk fourth party risk so these are the things you know uh, uh, what you call which are making things complex for the business and it is a difficult situation to uh, the security uh, leaders to drive it with lesser complexity and enabling business more with challenges in technology business can look at plenty opportunities higher for security things are also getting challenging and complex with the day so that's how uh, i will look into things now one is of course you know you gave a pretty comprehensive response on what you're seeing and you are uh, in a different continent than others and and still you find some commonalities in the way security is hand, is being handled and or how complex it is so back to the the focus of the topic is we have to figure out what metrics and benchmarks should we even be using because what you cannot measure you cannot improve right so yes. if i were to specifically say what measurable metrics does the management require from the security department to to ensure and assess how effectively is security department doing to help meet the business goal and if you are going to be asking uh your team and or talking internally to come up with those metrics and providing or are required to provide to the business that as a metric how is that changing the way you run security and how it becomes strategic strategic to the business that's what would my next question be but please stay tuned listeners we'll be right back and listen to bharat share his insights Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sanjog All. To learn more about our program, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So Bharat, security department, if it had to work like any other business function and if the management wanted it to work like any other business function they are going to require it to provide some sort of metrics what are those metrics that business is asking of you or what metrics should business ask you for you to literally be seen as parallel to any other business function like hr marketing finance etc and if they did ask you that met for that metric how is that changing the way you look at security your team looks at security and how even the business and your counterparts look at security okay so uh, let me 
try to uh, tell uh, or try to explain things uh, in a very normal manner, which uh, is about metrics. Metrics typically, uh, what I understand is just like you know measurement data compared to a baseline. It's just a baselining thing. Now, what metrics will do uh, for a business? Uh, it determines what is working well, where we need improvement. Uh, in terms of when we talk, when we take the context to the security side, it within my security policies, processes, and technology, whether what is working well, whether I need to improvise on anything of this security policies, my processes, whether any lapses into the process are to be, you know, uh, modified, and which is a continuous process. Infrastructure has been added, technology has to be improvised uh, uh, and aligned with the new uh, requirement. The first thing or the key is to find correlation on how it can apply to business as a whole. Security is something, you know, we can, uh, people should not uh, think that security is only typical to uh, IT infrastructure. Now, when whenever I talk about information security, I give typical examples like uh, even if I left a uh, printout on a printer unattended, that's a lapse in security. So whether I'm aligning myself to business as a whole, it's all about the context. When we see and align ourselves to the business context, then it's uh, then it's relevant. Like I can give an example. One of the metrics is to measure uh, performance of security uh, uh, or check the security against the number of fraud reduction and compare with previous year, previous month or previous quarter. What is the number of reduction in, a, in terms of internal fraud or external fraud? The, another metrics example can be, you know, uh, how many incidents becomes a problem or how many problems are been uh, resolved kind of uh, matrices. So these will help security department to what you call the uh, to, to provide themselves or to prove themselves that, that they are another business function, not a cost center. In terms of, uh, you know, how uh, security has been increased and interruptions have been reduced, customer service time, downtime of the infrastructure and what is the revenue impact? Like for example, if the for any cyber attack, if uh, my services to internet banking is down, then there's a loss of the business. So in a security metrics, I'll put it as that uh, these kind of attacks we have observed and this number of attacks are been uh, eliminated. Like for example, a DDoS attack has been eliminated. But while in the industry, now I will compare my security metrics with what is available globally, maybe locally into the industry and in my local environment. So that gives me as a you know, security person to say that, yes, now look, I'm not a cost center. I'm giving a matrix, uh, which is like, you know, uh, which you can compare around the peers, around the industry. So what it gives me at the, at the uh, as end result, it will, you know, soften my executive fear, the top management fear that uh, uh, they will be feeling more easy where company is going in security, uh, what is the security uh, protocol status of the company? They answer their questions. When I present to the board, the board is not really interested into, you know, I have uh, 10 security patches, patches been uh, released in this month and uh, I applied all. They want to be assured that all security patches are applied to my 100% system or what is my threshold? 95%, 98% are secured 
with the latest security patches so the questions are been answered and then they also my matrix will also help me to continually prove that this is my worth of security the security team has to you know uh, early days has to fight for everything my budget my approvals and everything but this trend is changing with the adoption of new technology change in mindset at the top so the, these are the things which my metrics should allow me however i will also add that by providing metrics we should not overblame to try uh, everything and put everything into metrics at the first go it's a it's, it's a process we can always grow into this thing and we have to develop a growth plan which uh, you know uh, it's a it's a mature program and it always continues to optimize it because change in environment will make change in the program and the results has to be communicated very effectively if results are not been communicated it's of uh, the metrics is of no use ultimately the use uh, of data and this work with security team expert like for example uh, the metrics should be based on a proven track record of someone who is uh, efficient uh, into doing this thing and the last one is to you know uh, 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 what you call the plan which is to be approved and the top management should be accountable for execution or support of that plan execution is with the security leader but they should be the one who is going to govern and support the security leader that's how uh, this uh, metrics will become a strength for security department and feel like they are also part of the business so that's a good response now what would you say is the level at which we are really able to carry out this cost benefit analysis for security currently because in many cases security says we want a million dollars to get something done but we cannot promise that you'll be foolproof so it is to some extent subjective but if you we were to move towards becoming more precisely measuring the outcomes more precisely measuring the performance and the way uh, the security operations are run where are we with it i mean is are we nearing the ideal the way we could have done it if not then where are the gaps okay you know uh, security as i was uh, mentioning earlier sanjog that security earlier was been looked as a cost center now the trend is been changing however uh, as a Uh, security governance part when we talk about because cost benefit comes from the uh, it is required by the top executives only from the security leaders but when it comes to security you know uh, if i am into a business i can show that uh, this is the my product launch cost and i will do the cost benefit analysis and ultimately i will give you some revenue figures when it comes to cyber security there are no guarantees uh, i can even uh, maybe we all are aware that even if i am going into any agreement with any third party the maximum i will get is 99.9% uptime 99.9% response time and things like that so that 1.1% is the risk or the security which everyone has to bear in mind but cyber security is way way beyond that uncertainty is natural and unavoidable when we talk about cyber security the risk landscape because the game is changing every second every minute it's changing and we don't know what's happening 
I, I am not even sure that within 10 minutes, I will not hear a news that there was a cyber incident on this organization or there is a new zero-day uh, bug been identified and everyone is run, running towards it. So, and when you talk about cost-benefit analysis in cyber or, or, or in larger sense, the security, the question we need to ask is whether we should pay now or we should pay later. There's a dilemma around it. Why I'm going to pay now or why should I be paying later? Later will be the cost of the incident plus the cost of investment. So are we going to take that risk? So for me, when we do the cost benefit analysis, we have to answer a few questions like maybe I would identify my key most important assets like the key jewels of my organization. What is my organization? collects and stores because it's all about data ultimately. Am I going into the right direction or not? Where are my vulnerabilities? And when I talk about vulnerabilities, it's always internal and external both sides. It's not only external. When you talk about security because threats are coming from everywhere. What specific threat? Like for example, my organization is like being into financial industry. I look into the threats like internal in, insider threat, external threat, where we where we look into malware, hackers, system not functioning at the right time into a branch, then human errors, which is my operational risk kind of thing. So what we can face, those are my, uh, what are my likelihood of uh, falling victim to a cyber attack? Maybe, for example, can my staff members be easily compromised to a phishing, email, a phishing or a spear phishing email attack? And if it happens, whether I'm ready to sustain it or not, a cyber attack or data breach, how it's of it's affecting the business on, on, on financial basis, on operational basis, and ultimately my brand reputation, how it is impacting my brand reputation, what is the level of risk or threshold which my organization is going to uh, accept because there is always a risk. So organization has to, at the top, you have to accept the risk, something like that. Now, apart from these uh, questions, we need to also see if something happens, what is the cost of, uh, you know, coming back to the business as usual? So in this term, I would say like direct cost, there are some direct costs, there are some indirect costs. Direct cost is if I got a ransomware attack, am I going to pay the ransom or I'm going to lose the data? If I'm going to lose the data, whether I'm going to face some compliance issues or not. Then the remediation cost for after a, after an incident happened, security and time of getting back to business as usual. Apart from this, indirect cost will be my downtime, my operational disruption, my reputational damage. Because by because in the social media time, nothing is you know hidden. Everyone is everyone is on uh, uh, you know uh, to see that yes, I know this information on first hand and compliance issues. The cost of uh, business is uh, like the direct cost, productivity loss, and everything. It's it's what we have to look as a security person and try to see whether uh, my organization is ready to answer or accept this risk or mitigate this risk transfer this risk at the end of the day at the end of the day we should always be looking for most effective way to deliver the outcomes for the organization generally there is a cost benefit trade-off between you know what is my risk and investment and it's not all about Investment, because investments are not all equally cost, costly. It's the risk versus the investment kind of thing. So that's how 
I would say cost benefit will take me if I am able to answer these questions and get a proper results. I I, I will be move uh, with the cost benefit analysis from a security perspective. Thank you. So uh, the cost benefit analysis part you addressed. Now, one thing which does come up is when you're talking dollars and cents. While you don't get budgets for department by department coverage of security, but if you were to look at different departments, marketing, HR, finance, and many others, each of them may have their own assets which they want to secure. And they would put different uh, demands on the security department. Do you go down to that level to say, hey, I'm going to ask you for $1 million because HR is asking me more versus marketing versus others? Do you go into that level of detail at the business function level so that it is truly, if you are a shared service, you are truly are able to tell business that this is where my money is going to get consumed because this department is going to place more demands on security than others. So uh, Sanjok, to means uh, to when we end up into the last question about uh, cost benefit analysis, the answer to the risk and all those preliminary assessments are being done. We come back and say that this is what I'm going to invest. Now, when I say I'm treating myself as a business function or another business enabler, I need to show the business, what are my ROI calculations. But as I also mentioned earlier that cybersecurity or the security as a whole information or cybersecurity is always a probability. And that's why the investment is hard to quantify. I cannot put a quantifiable uh, this thing of uh, values to cyber security in terms of it. The security investment should not be treated as uh, a profit, uh, like it will add into my profit that if I'm investing into security, $1 million, it will add into my profit. No, it should be seen as prevention for losses. Here we are talking, taking the back route of things. I will be investing so that my probable losses based on my previous uh, cost benefit analysis can be seen. What is maybe my potential losses or how much I will be saving out of it. So what is the right amount an organization should invest in protecting information? I can say that it depends on uh, how much we are going to do uh, on these questions. How much I am saving? What are my potential losses? Or how much... uh, can be the losses, probable losses. So I would say ROSI, which is return on security investment. I was reading this term and I really like this ROSI term rather than just putting it ROI kind of thing. Now, when we say we are looking back as a investment and proposing management, this is what I want to invest and then distribute it amongst different departments. But overall, ultimately what security is about. It's about protecting my assets, process, data. Ultimately, the data should be uh, not moving out anywhere. Unfortunately, the way we implement the approvals are being taken, the threats moves very quickly and companies are of, uh, you know, are often reluctant to reveal data on the security incidents as well. So we don't know what's happening around unless uh, it comes as a compliance issue. So little statistical information uh, on the cost of incident, effectiveness of security measure will help us to say that this is what my investment should be. 
Now, calculating the investment or the return is a process. At this level, I will not say that uh, 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 what you call how grand uh, how we can go and say that okay, this department will need this mo uh, amount more. This department will need this amount more to secure the assets. But I will say we have to go and mature, and then we can go to a level where we can give answer to this question. Like for example, first we'll identify our crown jewels, the attached infrastructure, and to the level of data identification. I don't know how many organizations have defined the value to the data. Like if I, if uh, under GDPR, we know there are clear rules that this is the sanction which uh, an organization can have. But have we defined our own uh, value of the data? That if I am losing one data to cyber uh, incident, what is the value cost to me, and what is the value cost to uh, against ten thousand records? So these we need to answer this question during this process. Also, we need to look which model best applies to the organization. We'll see that we have to adopt a specific model or develop our own model to dif differentiate between the you know investments uh, in cyber security and distributing it amongst uh, different uh, different uh, uh, what to call departments. When you talk about HR marketing, HR is still a function where they uh, they are helping or they are the uh, what you call cost centers. Typically, they are the cost centers HR. While they are comparing marketing uh, with the revenue uh, center, so between marketing and HR, I cannot say that I I'm uh, spending uh, my twenty percent of the implementation on HR, while I will take hundred percent out of marketing's revenue. So that is a process, and then we need to also see how to measure the added value of expenses in incident handling if incident happen. What is what? For example, consulting charges, external support, remediation, cost of brand damage, reputation or reputation damage, all those things. And what what are we going to include into the cost? As I mentioned, it's a process, and every organization need to start this journey due to you know rapidly changing uh, threats and the landscape uh, in the current scenarios. So that's how uh, we need to look and take the journey and have to start somehow somewhere. Thank you. So, with that said, uh, what would you say in in this journey of converting security, the regular security function, to becoming outcome driven security, which is driven by data, it's driven by metric? What fundamental changes would you have to make in the processes, the people, and the tools, and even the organizational structure? Because the team itself is not used to it. The leadership itself is not used to that, not a scrutiny, but a data-driven approach to security or security management function as if it was another business function. Okay, so Sanjay, in my thoughts, uh, this is, as I mentioned this again, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, security or outcome-driven uh, function in terms of security, it's again a journey and an improvement or continuous process to drive through. Here, when we talk about outcome-driven functions or organizations or a department, we should not confuse ourselves between, you know, everybody talks about KPIs, but KPI and metrics, which are output-driven function. Metrics, I'm putting it as output-driven and business-aligned function. KPI is very specific. They give you whether you achieved it or don't achieve it. The results are been measurable somewhere. KPI doesn't tell you 
what needs to be changed or improved they will only give you the end end, end results to drive the business growth whereas metrics driven organization are out or we can say output driven uh, functions is aligned with organization vision mission uh, short and long range plans and how the output of that alignment gives a better view of the functioning now when we adopt an output or outcome uh, focused approach what does it means is we are orienting our organizations to achieve specific outcome which are the result of our activities now here i will go back again to the previous one where i say kpi is measurable where this becomes a more subjective one initially when the journey has been starting you have to be more subjective than looking for a broader side of things now focus on outcomes self organizations to you know prove to the stakeholders that because uh, as i mentioned that it's aligned to vision mission and uh, and my long range and short range goals so the stakeholders they are what they will uh, they will get as an output is they are whether the organization is doing or working fine moving in right direction or not whether my stakes into the organization say is safe or not more importantly it also help organization improve what they are doing so when they will see deviations again go back to the process of you know remediating or coming out of the deviations and go back to the process which by being armed with better information because we are seeing the outputs are not going to right direction what is working and what is not working so all this has to come back and you know that that becomes a uh, what you call a loop in which outputs are been measured the output or metric driven organizations should maybe uh, what to call uh, focus on interconnected metrics because it's it's a single when we talk about every business metrics or output uh, for a department everyone is aligned to the organization goals and missions so it's interconnected uh, metrics future goals proper definitions of expectation has to be there and the timely tracking we can set right workforce to achieve these goals what are the desired output has been communicated we can involve all stakeholders and from the, if we involve all stakeholders from the start into achieving uh, output uh, driven strategy the stakeholders or the staff member of the bank they feel as part of this uh, journey and they feel accountable and their synergistic effort will definitely make it uh, you know to improve more efficiency into the process and organization increase employee morale also that i am a part of the journey and then establish the foundation to become an output driven organization that that's how we need to look into these things thank you now when you are looking at starting this journey right some people may be already on that journey or they may be thinking okay this is where we need to get to would you say ceo should own it because they are the ones who are supposed to make it happen but should it not be a business like executive management sponsorship needed and enough funding needed because you are trying to transform a business function so who should own it and who should fund it because you are not only at the executive management level supporting them but now you are also making this transformation directly impact the level of security and the trust you are able to offer to each department or each function okay so uh, to answer this question i would say that it's it's a cultural uh, change into the organization because uh, 
organization security culture requires a care and feeding at the top that's how i would say and we'll come back to the question that who should own it and who should fund it but before that let's see what is required it's not something that you know uh, always security is a function which grows into a very organic uh, organic way or in a positive way we have to invest in security culture when we talk about this thing uh, it becomes an uh, uh, accountability and responsibility issues uh, sustainable security culture is bigger than just a single event because it goes into the process infrastructure and even i would say the blood of the employees when a security culture is sustainable it transform uh, it transforms security from you know a single kind of event into a life cycle where uh, uh, the, the security is like a function uh, or it becomes a responsibility of everyone into the organization it has uh, in 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 my uh, this thing view any security related cultural change should have few things maybe like it's uh, uh, it should be disruptive in nature and it should be very open as well now when we talk about disruptive which means security culture is to foster change and better security should be there into the organization that becomes a security disruption into the organization's uh, ongoing uh, way of working now it is also it also because you know uh, when we talk about security we don't expect that security team is an expert person and we are talking our security using our uh, security uh, words and everybody will understand at the same uh, pace it should be engaging with the employee like awareness has to be there and it should create fun into them when you create awareness it should not be too boring even that people will go away from the security thing and the people should participate into this thing and the most important thing is it, that the culture change should return should provide a rosi return on investment of my thing now the uh, as a security leader it is essential that we speak the language of business leadership to align security priorities with business outcomes and when we have this kind of things uh, uh, we can say that we are clearly connected to the business outcomes we when we say while uh, security is important now for example i i can give an example where we say that uh, you know what kind of system uh, if i'm going and presenting it to organization leaders or someone else to say that uh, my systems are patched but what is the percentage of system patch what is the risk i'm giving or what is the assurance i'm giving to the leaders that has to be done and then i have to provide appropriate context of things that uh, uh what to call this is related to this concept when we talk about funding ownership obviously both things goes at the top first the ceo should be taking the ownership and should be responsible for the funding because when the security culture is been adopted into the organization the ownership is always a governance issue the ceo should this is my view that the ceo should be taking the ownership to different stream leaders now ceo is not into day to day operations but he can align uh, he can assign the responsibilities like ceos or cios to different leaders into their own business function and how to and he also should be or she also should be you know the ceo should be uh, measuring it and should set clear expectation that how much budget is spent on new in like for example uh, 
uh, you should say that your measurement will be done on i am spending how much budget on regular functions and how much budget is been spent on new innovations based on my security things and what's the business benefit outcoming out of it what is the adoption rate of a new product and whether my security features are actually hampering my adoption of new product or they are making it very easy to increase into the revenue where my customers are moving to digital channels or they are still going back to like for example in the bank they are going back to uh, banking halls to get their uh, things done also a proper feedback has to be done that uh, this customer needs these kind of features and things like that so these ownership and funding has to be done in a manner where everyone is involved and typically when you lead about uh, ownership and funding obviously the organization will see and they will adopt certain plan which is you know based on talent acquisition performance is doing whether right people are at the right place or not and ultimately it's a combined responsibility with between the security leaders and the top management of any organization you cannot say that someone is solely responsible because these two has to infuse together and talk uh, to each other in a business friendly manner that that's what i will say about this thing so one final question for you bharat is you know while the business leaders can ask a lot of you and also the it leaders can ask a lot of the security <coughs> leaders but what should they offer you as support so that you can establish a department and or transform your existing security department into an outcome driven entity okay so <laughs> as i mentioned earlier that the uh, when we talk about uh, output driven uh, department or output driven organization typically the three most important consideration and i mentioned it earlier to ensure the successful uh, change into the organization is mission vision and the goals so if this we consider all these things organizations uh, uh, include the impact of change the response to change and how emerge and this this thing always emerge from your mission vision and goal now from security leaders that's the support which is been needed from different stakeholders that includes them giving the authority accountability leadership direction and the control of the department and their alignment with the business thing now when we talk about uh, uh, support business support and uh, uh, transforming into an uh, output based uh, uh, output based entity we have to uh, what you call uh, the governance program has to be in such a way we have to adopt a effective security governance program and it should uh, what you call include uh, adoption from the top and should be spread along the organization all leaders whether it's a security leader technology hr whichever department the leaders of those particular or the head of those department should be make accountable for this particular activities now uh, it is viewed as you know as a business requirement that uh, cost of doing business and uh, uh, security should not be seen that what is is it, is it a cost of doing business or is it a sunk cost because it's or i'm doing it just for the compliance so security should not be seen as a sunk cost or expense or i'm just doing it for compliance sake and 
it is addressed and enforced in all my organization policies strategy document and everywhere adequate resources because we need resources as a security person uh, i professional i can tell you that resources requirement is heavy and people should be continuously trained on on the activities to be done and should be continuously trained on the new or upcoming threats last but not the least it is uh, the process of uh, support and adoption of security into the culture should be treated as a live process it's a live process and it's a continuous process it should not be seen as one time activity and uh, you know after that uh, nobody will talks about it so those are the thing as a security leader i would say has been seeked in this kind of uh, time from the management and other other leaders of the business thank you and once again thanks so much bharat for sharing your insights so that organizations uh, and their security leaders can collaborate and actually develop what is a dream for everyone which is outcome driven security thanks so much bharat thank you sanjay thank you thank you so much and listeners please like us on uh, social media follow us uh, on many of these different uh, podcast channels that we are on and we look forward to keep getting some feedback from you so we keep improving thank you so once again this is sanjog all your host please uh, take care we will talk next week god bless Thank you for tuning in to CTN CIO Talk Network with your host Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.